0: We have teamed up with 500 Startups' CVC Insider Series, where top CVC practitioners offer advice and best practices regarding common challenges encountered within corporate venturing. Featured this week is an interview with Jacqueline Cosman of Applied Ventures and Nicolas Sauvage of
1: TDK Ventures. Thank you, 500 Startups, for making this happen. This is really useful for everyone in corporate venturing. Also, thinking about joining corporate venturing... Uh, today is very special. I'm very happy to have uh, Jacqueline Kussman, uh Senior Investment Manager at Applied Ventures, to join us and to be able to share with us uh, what she has learned, what was her career path, uh, best practices, and maybe mistakes to avoid. Uh, for disclosure, we have already co-invested in one company uh, with Applied Ventures, uh, a company called Echo. And another one, which we are closing in September, but we can't say more than that. Uh, Jackie, uh, all yours.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Nicolas. Um, and, and to add, hopefully, hopefully many more co-investments as well. I've got a few deals I, I'm happy to send over. <laughs> so um, yeah, uh, to introduce myself. So um, Senior Investment Manager at Applied Ventures. Uh, I've been there now over three years. Um, so yeah, my career path um, pretty uh, circuitous, I'd say, um, which is, you know, somewhat how I how how I like to operate, kind of similar to a startup. You have a you have a plan, and sometimes you kind of you know pivot and come back, or sometimes you find a new direction or you know new opportunities. So um, worked actually for many years uh, in renewable energy at several startups in that world. So. Um, was very excited about clean tech and uh, those innovations and how it was really going to impact um, you know society um, and also just really interesting technology. And then um, you know, uh, so so worked for kind of venture and pe back startups. and then went to business school, kind of poking around exploring you know what what else I was interested in. and um, had a had a mentor in business school who was very, um, you know, really a great coach and, and uh, encouraged me to look closely at venture, you know, felt, he felt like I had an entrepreneurial leaning and knew I was very interested on, in, you know, being on the investment side of things. So he and I actually co-founded a fund um, in business school. So it was a student run fund. And that was my first foray into venture. And I was definitely hooked. Um, definitely a really fun experience um you know building out the team building out the you know investment model and so from there that's you know how i got into to venture so you know i, I you know as i said i didn't completely plan it perfectly but you know now that i'm a, i'm a vc and have been you know i did a little bit of angel investing kind of you know friends friends and family style investing earlier on but you know officially a vc for, for five years now. And, you know, I really can't imagine doing anything else. Um, I really love that you get, you get paid to be curious, uh, you know, you get paid to learn, you, you get to meet the most amazing, passionate, energetic, um, you know, out, outgoing, uh, um, you know, entrepreneurs that, that just kind of have blinders on, you know, don't, you don't want to break through walls. And I think, you know, I'm just definitely a founder fan. So, um, you know, love that aspect of venture. I also really love, you um, you know, I, I think this sometimes surprises people, but I'm a little bit of a sci-fi nerd. Um, I, I read a lot of sci-fi. In fact, my family and I, I, I as I mentioned before, I'm, I'm home with family for a few weeks. Um, we were watching Star Trek Next Generation the other day, and I was like, man, I remember this being way more high tech when you watch it. You know, Picard is still great. But anyway, so, you know, really grew up in, in that world and love just thinking about what's the future going to be like? What's um, you know, how are our lives going to be changed by technology? So that's what I really love about venture, whether you're pushing the envelope on a business model or a technology, or, you know, you've come some, come up with something just completely out of left field and can you commercialize it? You know, will, will the market adopt it? I think that's really what excites me, um, especially at applied ventures. So to talk a little bit about applied ventures. Uh, the corporate venture arm at Applied Materials has been around for over a decade. And Applied Materials, for those who don't know, is one of the largest semiconductor equipment companies in the world. So as I like to say at the simplest level, we make the tools that make the chips and, um, and that sounds simple, but it's actually incredibly complicated. Um, you know, it can be as many as, you know, 14 steps to, to um, you know, process chips and make, Semiconductors and, you know, and I work with some of the, the smartest people in the world, which which I really love and really energizes me and challenges me. But, you know, we are just always looking at these new inflections, whether it's AI or autonomous vehicles or um, augmented reality. Or you know, it's funny. I'm we're on this webinar right now, and I think about would this have even been possible, you know, to this quality ten years ago. I'm wearing these earbuds, right, with you know all these miniaturized devices. We have our you know our cell phones, which, um, you know, like my the computer I had in in college probably, <laughs> you know, didn't have the capability of of my phone now, right? So so that's what I I really love about venture, and um, you know, I, like I said, I really love the founders and you know, I really love with corporate venture, you know, there's a lot of perks with corporate venture, you know, one um, that, you know, at least in our case, we're, we're pretty much an evergreen structure, right? So we're, so we're not fundraising, which is great. We have a very um, patient and dedicated uh, single, single LP, but also, um, you know, I, again, I work with the sharpest people that really um, help me diligence deals and find the best technology and also help us, um, or, or, you know, we are able to really, really help our portfolio companies. Um, we're very strategic and that's, that's very rewarding, whether it's, we're helping them with, um, you know, market positioning or customer access, um, or just developing the technology, um, you know, that's, that's really rewarding. So, yeah, so that's, that's kind of what I I'm doing these days, um, with applied ventures. It's, it's, um, like I said, very fun and, um, just really cool bleeding edge technology that we're exposed to. Um as far as how how I can you know help people in the community, I you know, just like I'm energized by by founders um, and my colleagues, uh, I'm also very energized by just people in the broader community, even if you're not you know, exclusively in deep tech and and look at things like Applied Ventures looks at, you know, in in my past roles, I was more of a generalist VC. I still very much um, like advising and coaching um, entrepreneurs or, you know, VCs that you're, you know, aspirational VCs. And, um, you know, the community is so important. Um, You know, again, we talk about technology and all these changes Um, you know, all these innovations, but still at the end of the day, I think social capital is really important. I think relationships are, are still probably one of your biggest differentiators and one of your biggest moats, right? You know, we think about um, moats for technology and IP, but you know, you you know, you're your own, like IP really essentially. So I I really value relationships. I try and be helpful when I, when I can be. Um, So, you know, happy to have people, Um, reach out, whether it's they want feedback on a pitch deck, even if it's, you know, for something like a fintech deal. Um, I'm also happy to, you know, tap my network network. And, um, you know, if I think there's um, a VC that you might be a better fit for, you know, I I try and do that as possible, because we are pretty strategic. Um, We, you know, there's, uh, we, we look at, certain types of, of deep tech. Um, but that doesn't mean I'm not a fan of other types of startups. So if I can be helpful indirectly, I'd, I'd love to do that. And, um, you know, it's always helpful. I th- I'm a big believer of warm intros. So you know, if it's, if, if someone recommends that I connect with someone, um, usually that ends up being a really awesome conversation. And I, I've really developed some great relationships that way. So I'm happy to, to kind of um, uh, pay it forward as well. So I think um, and and I'm let's see I I know we, I got I got a little bit of a cheat sheet with with questions ahead of time. Um, yes. You know, as far sorry. Do you wanna do, do you, anything you wanna jump in on or or is there anything I haven't covered yet?
1: <laughs> First, I'm really uh, I learned something new, which I didn't know you had created your own fund during the business school.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was like a micro fund, I should say. But yeah, it was very cool. We were. Meeting with so I went to business school at Dartmouth, um the Tuck School of business, and it's in um, the area's called the Upper Valley. It's on the border of New Hampshire and Vermont. And so we started this fund, and the mandate was to uh, basically invest in in startups affiliated um, with kind of the local community so affiliated with Dartmouth or located in the upper valley you know very much this idea of kind of injecting capital into the community locally and there's actually a ton of great startups around there I think partially because of Dartmouth and partially it's just a really beautiful place but anyway um, I was I was always trying to rebrand uh, the Upper Valley as the new Silicon Valley. It didn't quite <laughs> catch on, but, but there are some really great companies, especially in, um, there's a lot of really good life science companies, and, and um, there's a lot of strong programs and graduate programs uh, that come out, that, you know, students come from Dartmouth, and there's a lot of people that graduate and want to stay there. So luckily, they're able to retain a lot of talent in the area. But yeah, so it was a great experience. I was lucky for the opportunity to start that fund.
1: Very nice. And so for Silicon Valley, if you can't compete with them, join them. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I I like what you said about we're being paid to be curious. I mean, the way I phrase it is we are paid to learn. We are learning about so many things so quickly and we're meeting exceptional people. And these people, this is their life's work. So they are really, really good at what they do. And we're being paid to help them to realize their dream and to shape the future. So it is really, really cool. Um, I want to know more about um, your approach to helping startups. You kind of hinted already a few things like access to customers and so on. Mm-hmm. But what's your personal approach? What do you do? Not just applied materials behind applied ventures, but what do you do to help entrepreneurs?
0: yeah so i think the biggest thing for at least um you know for existing portfolio companies uh you know typically uh we take observer seat board observer seat or board director seat. so we're very involved with the company i think uh you know one of the things i really enjoy is is the coaching um you know, you you talk about how these founders are experts, and they absolutely are. But but they do sometimes have blind spots, like we all do. And and you know, as a VC, you get you, you know um I sorry, I know this is a very cliche term in VC, but like pattern recognition, it's true. You know, you start to see things, and um you know you try and help uh you know your your founders see around corners, and you know help them with um you know talent um and recruiting. And and whether it's you know with the pipeline or for interviewing, um, helping them think through their financing strategy, you know, helping them during COVID, does the PPP loan make sense? It doesn't, you know, it it didn't make sense for every company, right? So make sure we're doing our homework. Um, so I think that's you know a big part of how I'm, I help uh, our portfolio companies. Also, you know, we're an advocate for them with if they have um, some kind of agreement, whether it's a JDA or a commercial agreement or something like that with um, with applied materials, the parent company, um, you know, and and hopefully, though, you know, those relationships are going well, but sometimes things are lost in communication or, you know, milestones, timelines, you know, might um, kind of need to be adjusted or whatever. So, you know, I really try and advocate for for the company uh the 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 portfolio company uh with us as well and just making sure the relationship is healthy and um and then it, you know for founders that I also try and be you know helpful to to founders that um as I mentioned before that maybe aren't really in our um strike zone um but but are still great companies and I want to see them uh, be successful so you know a lot of that I try and um Provide feedback on on kind of their narrative and their pitch and their their deck and their materials and and also their strategy and then you know introduce you know introduce them to to people like TDK Ventures or you know other funds that that I think might also be interested. So I really um, you know I try and be I, I don't like t- I'm very much a believer of the double opt-in. I you know I don't want to abuse people's inboxes, but I do believe in in a in a big community and a big tent and and being inclusive and um, you know, helping make those connections as a as appropriate. So yeah, those are probably kind of the top ways that I like to to help startups. It's it's different every month, you know, it's like either they're trying to land a customer and, you know, maybe we're, you know, doing a customer call or, you know, they're doing finance and I, you know, I'm doing a call with an interested investor or, you know, they're they're hiring or, you know, something else, right? So there's always always something to help with and um yeah. And, and, you know, that's what's, you know, you don't always have to some, this often happens, right. That you're maybe waiting until not waiting, but you, something doesn't come up until the next board meeting. But I try and be in touch more regularly than, than just, you know, like once every two months or what's once a quarter or whatever it is. So trying to be, you know, really accessible um, and, and be, you know, in its simplest form, just being responsive. Um, You know, I try and, really prioritize um, my portfolio companies and make sure I'm getting back to them and being clear. And, and also to, you know, other, other startups as well. I think communications um, really important. And I think it's easy VCs tend to, um, you know, they never like to say no. <laughs> you know? so I think we, you know, and and I don't really like to say no to anyone really, you know, personally or professionally. So, so I think just being clear about um, objectives and alignment and and if, you know, trying to communicate quickly, you know, whether I see a fit or not, I think is kind of the, one of the bigger um, services I can do to to startups that we're just kind of initially talking to as well. So, you know, so people are being efficient with their time.
1: I think you're right about saying no is very hard. So right now, at TDK Ventures, we've had more than 900 startups uh, coming to us. We've invested in nine, so we're at about 1%. And the way I, I like to simplify it is out of 100, you see, for about 90 of them, it's okay to say no. It's not too tough. There's always a very, uh, very good reason to explain why. And then the yeah. next five is tougher. And then the next four is really hard. You really love them. You really want to, to go beyond yeah. and then you still have to say no. Yeah. How
0: do you you see that? Yeah, no, it's really, really hard. And I think what I try and remind myself is you know, that's just part of due diligence. You know, due diligence is okay, this company seems interesting, seems exciting. Now let's do the homework. And that's a lot of work for the investor, and it's also a lot of work for the company, but it's not a rubber stamp, it's not a check the box, it's due diligence, right? It is okay, we're digging deeper we're answering a lot more questions. Sometimes those will guide us in a different direction for for whatever reason. And so, you know, that's, that's just part of the process. And I truly believe with us, um, you know, being strategic investors, I want to really be able to add value to our portfolio companies. And, you know, sometimes that's what surfaces out of due diligence is, great company, but, um, you know, the, not, not a great fit with us. And I don't see us, you know, adding, adding a lot of value. Um, So it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it it doesn't make sense on either side. So it is, it is hard. And I think, again, in those situations, I'm always trying to, to still, though, help them in other ways. And, And I hope, you know, to stay in touch really with with everyone. And I hope it wasn't a totally painful process, even if it doesn't, you know, end up positively. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think, but that's, you know, due diligence again, it's just, you know, you got to put in the work and, and, you know, sometimes you'll get a yes and sometimes you'll get a no, but that's, you know, the point of the process.
1: So let me double click on the, on the saying no, because that's, I think where there are a lot of practices and maybe some will argue is best practices or not. Uh, when we pass, we try to give uh, what we liked and what we didn't like. So at least we can give some positive, but hopefully we give some some feedback about what the entrepreneur may not realize, the blind spot you mentioned before. And that's still helpful for them, even if you decided not to invest. How, how do you, and, and I'm not saying we're perfect all the time, but that's where we strive towards. How do you do the pass email, the one where you're saying?
0: <laughs> yeah. You know, I well, oftentimes I I think it's I, I like to also verbally communicate as well and, and try and give some of that feedback. Um, I think oftentimes just given the lack of activity uh, within, you know, engagement um, with us, sometimes it's not totally unexpected um, when we've decided that it's a path, you know, at least kind of the given situation. Um, But, you know, I like I really like that idea of giving positives um, and and also some feedback. And I think that's really valuable to the um, the startup. And I think, you know, I I, you know, the expression feedback is a gift. I think, uh, you know, my boyfriend probably doesn't feel that way, but (laughs) I think uh, I I actually do. You know, I, I do agree with it. And, and so I like that approach. I might actually try and do that more. I, I'm usually kind of simple about it. And, and, you know, maybe it's just because I, you know, I kind of want to like rip the bandaid off a little bit. But um, I think usually, again, you know, because the way that we're, we're strategic, but you know, again, going back to be to, to founders, and I'm just such a founder fan, I, I, I never want to discourage anyone. And I think, you know, you're you're doing something so brave that, that most people aren't doing. So, you know, it, it's not a fit for us. And I'm sorry. And I don't, you know, I, you know, don't certainly, again, want you to be efficient, you know, you're, you should be running a company, um, you know, fundraising as a, as as an investor, right? I always frustrated like how much time my like really talented um, you know CEOs and leadership team are spending on fundraising. I like you know this is not always the most efficient process. So you know I'm mindful of people trying to to run a company. Um, but yeah, so you know I just I, I hope that people n- don't really take it as as a ding or anything. Um, just you know just doesn't make sense for us, but. Um, you know, I I still think, you know, these people are heroes and they should be, um, you know, supported and encouraged and, you know, if not with capital, but in other means and other ways.
1: Very nice. I I, I really like the way you phrase it. Uh, I'll talk about something very small you said, but actually that may be important for those uh, entering corporate venturing or even VCs. You talked about double opt-in and it nearly feels like in... My previous roles in sales or in business development or product marketing, it's fine to actually introduce someone to someone else. But in the VC world, it feels like if you don't do a double opt-in, it's like a faux pas. Can you? (laughs) That's
0: funny. Yeah, I'm really about, well, I'm very much about um, inclusion and a big community and you know, building relationships, I'm also very much about efficiency. And I find it a little bit frustrating sometimes when I don't get a double opt in. And I'm not really able for me, it's not very actionable. I don't the company, I I don't really know how to help them or the person or whatever it is, I'd rather have the opportunity to, to kind of, Again, opt in and say, "Oh, yeah, this is definitely you know something I'm open to." And I've, you know, in my as a VC or even just as someone trying to network, I've cold emailed endless people, right? I mean, I've I've definitely done it, and 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 uh, people are incredibly receptive. I've 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 connected with some incredible people um, in in you know the VC world and the entrepreneur world, and I and I'm so appreciative of that. So. I wouldn't say, you know, it's it's like against the rules, but I find warm intros are just more effective and people will kind of prioritize that if like, oh, okay, you know, um, Jackie's recommending this person and um, let me take a look. Oh yeah, thanks for thinking of us. Like, this looks great. I think, you know, there's some people that I I, I will just go ahead and make the intro, Um but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think there, yeah, there's definitely like different, different philosophies about it. I, um, I think though, but it's so easy for people to forget. So sometimes I'll ping the person and say, just double checking, like, do you want to, you know, connect? So, um, I don't, I don't know if it's like a totally a faux pas. I, I have plenty of stuff that, that people send to me that I'm stoked to receive and, and really happy to to connect. And if it's, saves everyone a few steps and emails to just go directly like it's okay but and so of
1: course <laughs> is always very nice to have but have you ever invested in a company that came to you as a core email?
0: you know definitely in um, my prior uh, role I think Yeah, I'm trying to think, you know, most, one of the things I love about being um, a corporate VC is that the, a lot of the companies are recommended from employees, um, you know, with applied materials, and or, you know, somehow we're already connected to the company. So, Yeah, I mean, we do get um, a lot of inbound companies. And I'm sure we have, I can't think of an exact example for me currently at Applied Ventures, but definitely, definitely, um, when I was more of a generalist VC, for sure. And, um, you know, and, and like, as a, as a, as a, as a founder, or, you know, if you're the head of BD, or whoever is the one that's kind of pinging the VCs, like, you know, that how they're doing that is also how they're you know approaching customers right so like you 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 got to be out there and you got to be doing it so um and you, you shouldn't be bashful so uh, yeah i'm not sure but i definitely i mean i wouldn't um i don't think i i categorize i you know now i'm gonna have to really think about this <laughs> i think um yeah i you know everyone's always there's always been some connection already and i think with where with where i personally invest right now um, i'm really into ar and optics i'm really into autonomous vehicles and, and auto sensors and you know lidar radar etc and then um, some semiconductor equipment stuff so i already i feel like those communities uh, especially on the ar side are actually pretty small so i pretty much already know everyone um and i'm kind of more just tracking them for okay like when's the next um, you know financing opportunity but no, I, I'm definitely open to it. I mean, you got to, I mean, that's why we have, you know, on our website, like, you know, email us here, you know, would love to hear from you. I, you know, we, I, you, if we do this exercise every year where we look at, um, you know, all the deals that have happened and uh, that are of, of interest to us or, you know, potentially of interest and trying to, to map, you know, w- what we miss. And you know we're always trying to close that gap. And you have to, you know, I, this is a terrible expression for this, I, but I, I, it feels appropriate. Maybe because I'm talking to a, a Frenchman, but you have to kiss a lot of frogs, right? You got to talk to everyone. It also gives you, a, yeah, it gives you, um, you know, that's how you're, you're landscaping, right? So, so, um, no, so indir- indirect answer to your question. I can't think of one currently at Applied Ventures that I've done, but definitely definitely open to it and now i almost feel like i need to challenge myself to do that
1: <laughs> i think it's a good to challenge ourselves, actually because if we want to be more inclusive we have to expect that some people won't get a chance for a warm introduction through the network so actually we're just answering one of the first q a questions that we had which was from uh which was percentage of companies we invested through cold calls, which i think for okay. now. Is- <laughs> Yeah, cold calls slash emails. I think there is one between a warm introduction and a cold email, and I think it happens to Applied Ventures, is meeting in conferences. Whether the startup was presenting or Applied Venture was presenting, I know that sometimes that's how the startup and the corporate VC meet. And that's not a cold email, and this is actually a warm uh, discussion. It starts with a context. And I find that if I was to give an advice to startups, and the enterprise VCs is, is make sure you go to conferences where it's actually appropriate for your investment thesis.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, and also, uh, you know, as 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 you know, from the CVC world, like it's it's kind of like a big family in some ways. I mean, you, you know, we bump into each other a lot. Um, you know, we obviously, you know, a lot of the big other electronics and semiconductor um, focus VCs, you know, on the strategic side, we know. So, I, I, you know, it's, it's, I, having these investors that you know, if they're already in a, in a company, that's definitely, or they're really looking hard at a company, that's a definitely a great um, indicator for us. Um, and, and also from experience of of of, um, you know, being in the boardroom with, you know, some of these other strategics, you know, we know kind of who, who a solid investor syndicate is and, you know, who, who's a great team um, for the, for the, you know, that can really add, um, I feel like I say add value a lot in this call. I get <laughs> it's very much the the, the VC soundbite, but yeah. So I think the warm intros is, is, is huge partially because, you know, again, I'm really big on relationships and, uh, I think it's easier to ignore someone you don't know, right, than someone that's really like taken, you know, the time to think of you and, and reach out to you. So, um, I think you know, warm intros for me go a really long way uh, because I think usually uh, the the whoever is you know making the the referral knows us really well and knows me really well, and so they've kind of saved me a little bit of time, right? Um, so. So yeah, but I definitely think yeah, it's an interesting question. As we go through this this exercise of um you know, as we look at deal coverage as we call it, I'm also it is, I would be curious to look at like how many deals were just kind of inbound, um you know, we weren't really connected to like we didn't go after. Um you know, we were pretty passive about. I'm I'm curious about the per- percentage of deals. I think we'll have to look into that.
1: There's some surprises. It's like we've We've just done about 10 deals and we just looked back and my expectation was maybe one or two out of 10 would come from inside TDK employees recommending a startup. We had half of them, which shocked really me. shocked me. So this was really, really surprising. So I think it's really a good practice to go back through all the deals that happened and to understand where this came from. And it's funny because one of them that we are closing, we've closed and we announced later this month, uh, We really had to check emails to know who came first because they visited (laughs) us at the CES booth. So it was a TDK employee that told us about them. But there was someone else that actually also mentioned it to us. And we had to look at who was the first to tell us so that we could put it in the right place.
0: (laughs) Who gets brownie points? Yeah, that's great. No, I I really like... um, I have, I don't know if you've kind of established this. I mean, I know you were at TDK already, so you probably already had your network internally, but you know, one of the things I have obviously my external network within, you know, venture and the startup community, but also internally, I kind of have my champions that I kind of go to, or they come to me. And it's really, that's a really fun relationship. I, you know, I probably have maybe five, 10 people, you know, top of my head, I can think of that I have a really good rapport. Um, we go, you know, we will kind of like look at one segment together and be like, all right, here are the 10 startups. You're engaged with these ones. I've talked to these ones. You know, where's there an overlap? Like, who are we most bullish on? Because it's not just, um, again, for strategics, it's not just the capital resource, right? It's also the time resource of the business unit. So, um, you know, we have to think about the, the you know, the, the return on both. Um, and, and really, you know, be um, intentional about, you know, the startups we're working with. So, yeah, I love the, you know, definitely the inbound deal sourcing, um, or deal vetting is, is really, really great. And that's, yeah, uh, you know, again, advantage of corporate venture is, you know, I have this bench of, you know, 10 experts on any, you know, particular subject matter that help me very quickly Kind of, you know, dice dice something up into, you know, does this really make sense? Like, can you really, you know, will, will this be, you know, can this be commercialized? Um, so, I, I definitely love having that secret weapon of of that talent.
1: It's it's. I think it's one of the biggest value of a corporate VC is to leverage the what what is called the mothership. So, so in my case, <laughs> I was. Yeah. A- in TDK, uh, so they had bought my company. So I was one year in the company when I proposed to do the corporate VC. So I didn't have this network. So what we did is we created a function, which I think any corporate VC should really have, which is called startup liaison. And that person is every morning in thinking about how does a TDK corporation can bring value to our portfolio company. And at the same time, bringing some of that knowledge and synergies back to the mothership.
0: Yeah, So no, absolutely.
1: Ask, um I want to double-click on one thing you said and then move on to um, your investment thesis, which is some of the questions I see. Um, the double-click is on the board of directors or observers. And I know that you do both. And I want to have a feel of whether it's whatever you can get or there is sometimes a conscious choice to have observer versus a director.
0: Yeah, so... Um You know, I think that we are, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, an observer seat, you know, effectually, right, an observer seat is you're a director in everything in that you don't, uh, you don't vote, vote, right? And so, and in my experience, there's actually, there haven't been that many times that there's been kind of a really um, uh, serious vote um but you know i'm sure as my career goes on they will you know there (laughs) there there will be plenty of um you know important um voting situations but i think that you know what i've always called us is we're very active observers and you know we you know we like to be extremely involved um and oftentimes you know if there is some type of um you know partnership with apply that's more formal you know, some kind of active engagement, the board is really looking at us to, you know, understand what's going on with that engagement and also, um, you know, kind of get get our feedback. So, you know, typically, you know, whether we're the director or the observer, you know, people see us as adding a lot of value, which is, uh, gosh, there, I said it again. All right. <laughs> um, but, you know, and and, but yeah, as far as the decision, I I don't we don't would definitely not take what you can get, I would say we're very intentional about does this make the most sense for the startup and for applied to have a board seat Um, thinking about uh, board composition, um, you know, thinking about how we can balance out the board and and um, but an observer seat. Is very important to us at a minimum, um, because again we we just we we want to be very involved uh, with the company, and I think of board meetings very much as that information can flow in, but not out right so. So, because it's it's of course confidential, so that's really my opportunity—not just to say, okay, here's you know the quarterly update of how you're doing. Okay, great customer, this you know, but it's really my opportunity to myself be prepared and have an update on you know our latest thinkings, you know how things are going um, with the project. If there is you know gaps, if there are delays, you know whatever, Um, and then also. you know, give our perspective based on what we're seeing in the industry, because oftentimes the startups that we back may be um, operating in very similar markets as, as we do. So we can provide um, a lot of uh, intel as well. So yeah, you know, it's definitely not a trivial thing, the, the, the board seat, and we take it very seriously and make sure, um, you know, we um, have the right experience um, and also have the right, uh, you know, training. There's some really excellent corporate governance course, course, courses out there. Um, but yeah, no, it's certainly not non-trivial and it's a, it's a lot of work. So um, I think the, the observer seat can be really, really great and make sense um, in a lot of situations, especially when you when you already have a really good relationship with the startup. I have some startups that always reach out to me for advice and feedback you know, regardless of whether I'm officially, you know, a a director or or whatnot. And it's just, you know, there's that trust there.
1: That's actually for me the right sign is when you have enough engagement and intimacy with the funders that it actually doesn't matter you're on the board or not. You're going to be able to engage, help them, they're going to ask the right questions. So I want to move now to the test that I normally ask CVCs in one minute, can you describe your investment thesis? <laughs>
0: yeah, so, so uh, you know, we invest, I'd say we invest very much in inflections, in big, you know, technology inflections that are enabling a whole new wave of applications. So we're at a really interesting time, I think right now with AI, quantum, uh, autonomous vehicles, Uh, you know life sciences augmented reality and and that's our thesis like we're betting on the next big thing the next big technology that's going to really change people's lives
1: beautiful and that leads (laughs) me to the next uh, question from Patrick um, which is which stage do you invest and and I'm guessing if it's Mm. about uh, it's not so much about the stage of the company but tell us about what stage do you like the most and what stage would you say no to for example
0: yeah oh man! Um, yeah, so we are you know good good guests because we're we're very strategic it's it's you know more heavily weighted on fit, though that said, you know, sweet spot is probably kind of series A, you know where I like to invest, um so you know we've done kind of the university spin out thing, and that is so. Or you know, or just kind of early stage, um, you know, seed investments, and that can be so 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 rewarding to kind of watch them, you know, grow grow up as a company, so to speak, and really find their, um, you know, find their place, you know, and 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 as they kind of really, you know. Whether it's they land a huge customer, or they just, you know, they're at CES and a demo, and they just knock it out of the park, you know, that's so rewarding. And, and watching the team kind of grow and develop and, um, you know, and develop that cohesion. I think, you know, I'm I'm obviously like romanticizing it a little bit. Um, those are kind of the best case scenarios. Um, so that's what's fun about early stage investing. Also, you know, it's also like it's just fun, right? It's you know, it's like kind of the wild, wild west. Like who knows where this is going to go? But the economics, you know, right now is you know really attractive valuation. Um, but but there's also something about you know later stage investing with just such a rock star team that just has such and and a rock star um, you know investor syndicate and board, and it's just like they are so dialed. And it is just such a high level of professionalism and and that's where I really learn a lot as well, so yeah, you know it really it, it, it I think I probably prefer earlier just because that's usually where we can add, oh, I'm gonna do it again i yeah i, I gotta I gotta come up with a different phrase uh, <laughs> but you know, I really like <laughs> say it
1: you are going to say add value."
0: Yes, yes. So, so you know, I, I. That's where we can really help. That's where usually, you know, they're they're doing tape outs or you know, you know, early demos, and there's a lot of technical challenges, just like little things that we can that we, you know, again, I've got the the very deep bench of you know experts that that can help solve. And so I think, yeah, probably I, I trend a little bit earlier stage, just. Because um, I think it's just more, more exciting and it's, it's really fun to, to see the, the company evolve.
1: I think that's a really good way to say. It. So at TDK Ventures, what we say, it's, it's early projects. And what, <laughs> we've, what so we've invested in seed A and even B. And that was all fairly early stage. But we also invested in SLD Laser, which was an E. And we just invested today in Gencel, which is an F. But inside these two companies that are very late stage, they have early projects where TDK can add value and can influence the outcome and can de-risk the outcome. And because of that, we decided to invest because we feel like it's early project enough with high level of risk, but high potential, therefore high reward that we invested. And so it's not early stage, but early projects. And I feel like this is kind of similar to how you think.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, no, absolutely. And it is funny, though. I mean, yeah, I was on a call, I think it was yesterday with a company that had been around for over 10 years, they were doing their series A officially, but they'd never really raised from a traditional final financial VC, it was like mostly kind of High net worth individuals, kind of, you know, I, I'd say kind of super, super angels, if you will, but they're out of series E, but they'd only, ra- you know, I forget how much they'd raise, but you know, and still an attractive valuation. So sometimes like. Series E can mean different things, especially, I think, in the the hardware world where, you know, sometimes you see these companies that have been around for over a decade and they've just, you know, they're able to get all these, the grant funding and and NREs and are able to just really be like efficient and, and keep going and kind of raise, you know, these bite-sized rounds instead of, you know, as opposed to like these massive, you know, traditional like growth tech rounds, right, where it's just like, you know, eyeballs, eyeballs, like, you know, acquire customers, like run as hard as you can. So, um, yeah, so my point is this series E and series F can sometimes be a little different in hardware. Um, right.
1: I'm going to pick a question from Eran, uh, and I'm very interested to know how you're going to answer it. How do you think the right balance should be struck between the strategic fit and financial ROI as a CBC?
0: Yeah, yeah, so really good question. So I would say that strategic fit is 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 kind of like the hurdle and then financial I'm trying to think what kind of precedes the other. You know, financial return. I mean, we very much are we model very much for financial returns. Like we want to back winners. We've had um, several companies IPO, you know, myriad exits um, and and several companies IPO just in the last, I think, 18 months, we've had, I think, four IPOs. So, you know, we, we want to back winners because, you know, their success is our success and, and not just in terms of financial. So I actually think of them, you know, we, as I said, we are highly strategic, um, but, it is absolutely, uh, you know, mandatory that I have to believe that, you know, we, we are going to make money um, off of the company. So, you know, of course, we're not going to have, um, you know, like a growth stage VC, right? Like, it's very, very kind of clear, like, we, they have to have this type of revenue, we need to get this type of multiple, like this IRR, we're more, we're a little more flexible than that. Um, but both are very much, um, requirements to, to doing the deal. I, 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 you know, it's not, if we're helping a company kind of limp along, we're, we're not really doing them a great service either.
1: No, I, I like your answer. And and now I can disclose, but I really don't like this type of questions that anchor a false choice. To me, <laughs> startups that would be great for financial reasons and some which are great for strategic reasons. And what you need to do is to find this overlap. Right. Yeah, and so absolutely. the spectrum from strategic to financial is just the wrong question or the wrong anchor in the question. I wanted to ask also about, I mean, um, you've been going for a decade, uh, Applied Ventures. You've got three farms. The first one was 50 million, the second one was 100, or it's, it was structured and the third one was 150. Can you tell me about how this progression happened and how do you think it it moves forward?
0: Yeah. So, you know, we are, leadership at Applied is really, really supportive of Applied Ventures. And, you know, obviously that's a testament to how the teams run and, and how we've been operated and and been operating and, and, and our discipline, I think. You know, we recently acquired uh, one of my portfolio companies and, you know, that's that's a big all around win. Right. And that's, you know, the I think of corporate venture as a tool um, for the the parent company or or the mothership, as as you say. And, you know, that is potentially, you know, one one tool um, or, you know, use of the tool um, is, is acquiring portfolio companies, but, you know, they management, you know, I, I, we had a call, uh, you know, or, you know, we, we, we had feedback very early on into the pandemic that we should very much continue to invest. Um, you know, this is in some ways a boon for the technology areas that we're interested in, you know, communication, um, you know, electronics, connectivity, all that stuff. Right um is very much you know where applied as a company invests and also applied in ventures. So we're we're definitely bullish and I'm I'm definitely really, really glad that we have that that support and that vision from that leadership that thinks we've done a great job and wants us to continue to do a great job and is is really supportive on how we think about investing in these kind of you know interesting interesting times. So as far as you know, future funding, yeah, I you know I wouldn't be surprised if we kind of get even more you know start deploying even more capital. I I do think we found a sweet spot of you know the appropriate amount of capital for the amount of deals that really makes sense for us to do. Um, but you know maybe you know we'll we'll start um, you know doing even bigger checks or, or leading bigger rounds you know. Uh, who knows, but I I wouldn't be totally surprised, you know, just given again, um, our track record and our our support internally. And, you know, again, it's just, I think there's just a, I mean, I don't know, people in Silicon Valley or people in tech probably in in, in kind of deep tech and hardware probably always think this, but I I think we're just at a really cool time um, with so many just mind boggling technologies that are emerging um, that, you know, again, I look a lot at things like augmented reality. And, you know, I think that's, I think in five years, things are going to look very different, you know, how we, um, the, you know, the devices that we, you know, use uh, um, in our daily life, right, you know, maybe it's smart glasses, maybe it's You know fully immersive i have an oculus at home it's like one of my favorite things when i'm taking breaks in between calls i'll do a quick beat Saber game and it's it's like i never played video games like but i'm like you know really love that just full immersion so anyway um you know and, and so and like 5g and autonomous vehicles and you know so and like you know looking now at like communications in space i've looked at a cool you know a few cool interesting deals right now so you know, it's just like it's just a cool time. There's just a lot of great stuff happening. Um, Applied Materials is, is, has some really great programs for, um, you know, technology that we're, you know, more or less incubating or finding partners. Um, you know, we have the Meta Center in the in the uh, state of New York where we're, you know, helping startups that are uh, moving to high volume manufacturing like bridge that gap with with prototyping. So. Yeah, I, I you know I'm personally bullish on on what we're doing and how we're working with startups. So, I think um the the company as a whole is so I I hope Applied Ventures continues to uh you know do bigger and and better things. But of course, you know partnering with great CVCs
1: like you guys I definitely hope so and that we uh we get to co-invest way beyond the first two. Uh, yeah. This with four IPOs in the last 2 years, it's not like you're not showing success. You're really showing success beyond normal exits but also ipos i we need to close soon but i have two two more questions the first one is you're one of the few cvcs that are doing direct investments as well as funding funds uh can Mm. you tell me when you think it makes sense for a cvc for the audience to do a fund versus only doing direct
0: oh man that's a that's really interesting um the so the the fund to fund is really great as like an extension of yourself, right? Like we only have um, we have global Applied Materials has locations globally, um, you know, big big facilities um, across the world, but uh, the Ventures team is in well in. <laughs> in normal times, we're all in Santa Clara. And, you know, I like to say I'm in my, you know, where I, my desk was uh, within 10 feet of the CTO and 20 feet of the CEO and the CFO. So I, 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 I think for us, we found that there's really a value of just really being um, kind of close with, with applied leadership. That said, you know, it's harder to source deals um, internationally. We, you know, we have, again, that's where the employees that help, that you have a good relationship with on the business unit side um, can really help. But so I think if you're trying to extend your exposure to whether it's, a you know, um, an investment area or space that you've not really tapped into or, you know, geography, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, but I, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, you got to roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty. And that's really how, you know, even if you have to start small and kind of like a, you know, a baby fund, um, I think direct investing is, you know, depending on what the goals are of the CVC, I think it really makes a lot more sense. Um, you have to talk to, a t- you know, as you said, a, you know, hundreds and hundreds, thousands of startups. To really find the the right deal um, that's kind of in 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 your strike zone, Um, but I think it's I think it's worth it, and I I think that's really the the bigger benefit to to the startup. So I think um, you know I don't know I'm more into like go big or go home. So I say you know it makes more sense to direct invest, but you know it depends on what your goals are. If it's more invest to learn. Um, you know and you just maybe will opportunistically um, co-invest that sorry (laughs) that's my parents poodle sorry (laughs) a little tail in the background um and um but i
1: putting pressure on me they say time check oh oh,
0: okay sorry yeah 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 move to my last
1: which is really quick so they will not be too worried what's the best way to reach out to you
0: the best way to reach out to me Warm intro, <laughs> but I think, um, uh, my email I think should be on our website, but, um, Jacqueline underscore Costman at com or we have like an info at applied ventures that I think you can access through the website. So would love to, to talk to more startups or, you know, happy to, to talk to anyone that generally wants to connect and, um, Well, great. Yeah, we should uh, wrap up. I think we're a little over. Um, This has been a ton of fun. uh,
1: Thank you, Jacqueline. It was a really good conversation. A lot of good insights you shared. Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Nicholas. And thank you, uh, 500 Startups. Bye. Bye. Global Venturing Review was produced by In-Ear Production.
1: You can find out more by going to inearproduction.com.